Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. I've got a guest today. This is another one of those episodes where you're going to want to look up the YouTube link and watch the video because our guest is joining us on screen today. Although if you're just listening on your favorite podcast listening app, it's not going to be a very visual episode where you have to see the video to see the lesson, that sort of thing. No, no screenshots, nothing like that. But if you want to join us on YouTube, you sure can. And any links that we mention, any resources we mention, of course, you can go to silentgym.com slash podcast. See those links, a link to the YouTube video. And hey, if you're watching this on YouTube today, you should realize this as well, that only a small fraction of our shows are actually uploaded to YouTube. Go to that same site, silentgym.com and see, at this point, over 200 episodes with many great guests, such as our guest today. Guest today is Eric Moore. He lives in Houston with his wife, Lisa. He's built an incredible business as a student in our community. He's used some of our resources to do some great things with retail arbitrage, wholesale sourcing, and some other exciting things we're going to learn about today. So I'm excited to turn the microphone over to Eric, hear his story, hear kind of where he's come from, what he's built, and maybe encourage us with a few tips and tricks and strategies. So Eric, take it away, man. The, the floor is yours. Hi, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and honor to be on the podcast today. Man, thanks for being here. Thanks for carving out some time. And, uh, and thank your wife as well for loaning you to us yes. for a short time to, uh, to dive in here. Because I know you're a busy guy. You've got a lot going on. And this business is kind of, a, if I recall, this isn't your full-time gig. Right, uh, right, Jim. It isn't. I have a, a full-time corporate job. And I'm, I'm working Amazon as well. And, it, and it's really almost having two full-time jobs. And that, that has been a challenge, but it's been an exciting challenge because to be honest with you, I'm just very excited about the Amazon and e-commerce opportunity that I've sort of stepped into over the past two years. And I've been learning so much and growing and uh, it's just been an exciting uh, journey so far. and. I'm just doing everything that I can to sort of meet the mission as to why I'm, I'm doing this and, and sort of putting myself through, uh, you know, major efforts of time. But yeah, it's been really, it's been really exciting. No, it's great having you in the community. And when I first saw the little bio of kind of what you wanted to share and where you're coming from, man, I got super excited. And, and I, I love the fact that, you know, you're in this season of, of intense focused effort. You can't do this for 10 years or maybe even for three, but for a couple of years, yeah, you know, you can push it. You can put yourself in a position of holding down a full-time job and building an online business that grows to a fairly substantial size. And that's something I love about your story is, and while handling balance and, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording, you know, there's been some family things come along and you've still been able to be there and do the right thing and be where you needed to be when you needed to be there. So kudos to you, man, dad to dad, man to man. Nice job juggling yeah. all of it. But you know, this is a season. So I think hopefully this will inspire some people. Hey, you can fit more in than maybe you realize you can. I bet you've had to sacrifice and give some things up. And so, so kudos yes, to you. Share absolutely. that journey. I want to hear what the day-to-day -day looks like. We want to hear about sure. your business. And, and Sure. I, I guess I can, I can start sort of back at the beginning if, if, if that's okay and just sure. walk through that. And then as you know, questions come up, just feel free to jump in and, and ask me things and I'll just sort of go along on this path too. But great plan. Um, 
you know, when my wife and I first got married, you know, usually when you first get married, you don't have a lot of funds and you're doing everything that you can to take care of, you know, your responsibilities. And, and, you know, I always had a, a desire to sort of do extra things to bring, you know, the financial, you know, responsibilities to bear. And, you know, so there were times in our, our early part of the marriage where, you know, we, we worked a second job, you know, initially we, you know, we cleaned office buildings together. You know, then when we sort of got more settled, you know, I maybe did some part-time work, you know, in a restaurant besides my corporate type work. And then when kids came along, you know, I didn't have any, you know, second job. It was mainly just being there for the kids and, and, and working and trying to provide for the family. But, you know, as most people can probably, you know, realize and understand, and if you look at the numbers, you know, most of America lives paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. that was certainly- about it. 70, yeah. 80%, if they missed a paycheck yes. or two, would be in dire straits. Absolutely. And, and that had always been our uh, mode of operation, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we just did the best that we could. And, you know, when the kids got older and, you know, we started, you know, thinking about college and, and things like that, we, we just sort of wondered, well, how are we going to do this? And, you know, probably I'm 50 and we've been married 27, 28 years. And my oldest son married and went to college. And my daughter just graduated from high school uh, last year. But probably 10 years ago, I started doing side work as a soccer referee. And so, you know, I'd work in the evenings and weekends, you know, being a soccer referee. And that's how I brought extra money to the, the budget. Well, two years ago, when my son was in his senior year at college, this was in May of 2017, we were up in Dallas and my, my parents were there. We were just chatting on the, on the porch and, and my dad said, uh, I asked how my brothers and sisters were doing. I'm the oldest of five. And he said, yeah, you know, Stephen, your youngest brother, he's over in China. And I was like, China, what in the world is he doing over in China? And uh, he said, well, something with his Amazon business. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I said, his Amazon business? <laughs> and that just, right. that just shocked me. <laughs> and so I was like, I knew he dabbled in selling things online. And he had told me about, you know, getting in lines on Black Friday at Best Buy and grabbing, you know, video game systems and all this kind of stuff. But I really never paid attention to it. But when sure. my dad told me he was in China, I was like, okay, wait a minute. There's something here I need. This to sounds play. legit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so when he got back from his trip, I called him up, I asked him what he was doing. And of course he was on a private label trip and he had mostly been doing RA for, you know, several years and had sort of moved more away from RA, but he, he told me what he was doing and he suggested a a training program and my wife and I got it and we watched it um, in May of 2017. And in June of 2017, we're right out in the stores doing RA. And I'll never forget the first week or two of being in a store. I was actually in a sporting goods store called uh, Gander Mountain. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but their chain went out of business in 2017. And I was in there scanning product and coming up with these amazing deals such as deer trail cameras and Timberland Pro boots, you know, on clearance for like $40 selling for 200 on Amazon. And I was like, this is incredible. And so... I was just like, this was like the most amazing thing to me that I had ever 
happened to me. And, you know, in, in stepping back and talking about my corporate job, you know, I have an accounting degree, so I'm very data-driven and, and numbers-focused. I'm not an accountant, but I've worked in business operations my whole career. And I feel like everything that I've done in my corporate career has brought me to this moment in time with Amazon. And it's an overwhelming, it's an overwhelming feeling because I know without a shadow of a doubt that I want to be doing Amazon full time. And, and that is what is hard because I'm still at the corporate job. So that's been, you know, a challenge. But that first week in that store back in June of 2017, I quickly understood. And it was almost like if you if you have this, like, think of a camera zooming in on someone from far away and you have like this light bulb moment, I realized there were two things that were going to be my biggest challenge getting started with this. And that was capital and time. And so in this journey that I've been on since that moment in time, it's been a balance of capital and time. And I would say starting out, my biggest challenge was capital. We didn't have a lot of money. We, I mean, we did sort of step out um, and we, we got a credit card and we had like maybe $4,000 that we initially put into the business. And it was the best thing we ever did. I mean, we got an Air Miles Capital One card and uh, we've just been off to the races since then. But, you know, the first year, the challenge was capital. Well, the past six to nine months, the challenge has been time. Sure. And, you know, I've always... Uh, been thinking, you know, what's going to happen when time and capital converge and they're both a problem? <laughs> well, right. that has happened. That has happened this month. Awesome. So, um, we're we're right on the funny. cusp of that breakthrough. I love it. What a good time yeah. to have you on the podcast. Yeah. So, you know, the, the first six months that we did this and, uh, you know, from June of 17 to December, we did about 58,000 in sales and our profit percent is uh, 15% of our sales. So, you know, I was excited, you know, Q4 was quite the rush, you know, our first one, it was exciting. And then, you know, our first calendar year, uh, last year, we did full, full calendar year, we did 313,000 in sales. And my whole mission and reason for doing this is because I want to be totally debt free. I want to have no debt, at which point in time, I know that I can easily step away from my corporate job and do Amazon full time. And, you know, my goals financially for last year with that 313000 in sales and a 15% profit margin, I was going to pay off both of our cars and a, a couple of credit cards. So that was going to be about, you know, $40,000, $45,000. So December comes around and, you know, we're just killing it with our numbers and, and everything is going according to plan. Okay. Well, two days before I get my, my next Amazon payout and before I was going to pay off my car in full, which was the newer car, I had already paid off my wife's car like the week prior with, you know, Amazon funds. So that was a great feeling. Anyway, two days prior uh, to me paying mine off, my daughter was driving my car and unfortunately got in an accident. Now, thankfully, oh, she was man. okay. Okay. And it wasn't her fault. And the guy that hit her was, you know, had no driver's license, no insurance. So it was a, uh, it was a hard moment for me personally because it didn't fit my plan or my narrative. And 
that is something that I have had to learn and really trust God about through this journey. Because like I said, it's been an exciting journey, but there's a lot of ups and downs and curveballs that can come your way. Yeah, man. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We get our, we get our plan and we get our map. We're like, this is how we want it to go. And some people aren't like that, but I'm kind of that way. I kind of like to map out how I want things to go down. And when it doesn't happen, it's like, okay, okay, God, what's up? Why are you doing this? We had a plan here. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so, you know, that was a learning moment and a, a faith moment that I had to, you know, trust God about. But it was like, it almost, it turned into a good thing because the money that I was going to use to pay off that car, instead I had to use for a down payment on another vehicle. And I got a, a Nissan Rogue, which was a bigger vehicle than my my Jetta. And so I have more room to haul, you know, items from my RA pickups and more room to haul boxes to UPS. And it was a, a newer used vehicle. So I, I got a good deal on it. And so, you know, I had, I had you know, my wife reminds me, you got to give thanks and everything. And that's, right. that's what has been a challenge sometimes for me because of, you know, the curveballs. And then just, you know, in doing this journey, I mean, I've just been crushed for time, as you can imagine, because, you know, I work my full-time corporate job and then I, you know, in the evenings and weekends, I'm, I'm, you know, hitting it for RA. And uh, at the end of 2018, I told my wife, I said, I said, baby, honey, I said, 2019 is going to have to be the year of Lisa. And what I meant by that was, is I'm going to have to have you, you know, step up even more into the business and help me. And, and she had helped me a lot before, but what I was needing her to do more of was to be able to be available to take trips, what I call RA trips. Now, obviously we source Houston a lot, but we've also, in, in our model from the beginning, we haven't been afraid to travel to other states, other cities and source product there. And that's been like an exciting journey and been really fun to do. And it, it's, it's almost like a military operation sometimes because you're, you're making all these plans and details to you know, how you're gonna work this and you're on a short time frame in most cases. I have some very you know, interesting stories that I can share about that if we have time. But I'd, oh, I'd love uh, to hear an example of one of these trips, like what you went after, what stores you hit, how well you did. and Sure, um, sure. Yeah, that, I think that the listeners would really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll even step back just a little bit on that. Also, in this journey of two years, I've also trained uh, two people that I know from my church. Uh, one is a, a lady that uh, I'm good friends with her husband and I would say her mode of business right now is sort of more, more of a, a side type of thing. You know, she's mm-hmm. had some struggles that, you know, she hasn't been able to get it off the ground as much as she would like or what I think that she could do. And, but the other guy that I trained, uh, he's maybe 10 years younger than me. And, you know, he, he just has really taken off with it. And he's probably, ha- you know, he's um, a year behind me and he's a year behind me in his numbers as well. So he's doing, he's doing well. Well, earlier this year, um, I guess it was probably in February, um, I always uh, check the internet for uh, store closings. And I ran across an opportunity that was in uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and uh, Georgia. And I talked to my friend at church. I said, hey, Ryan, would you like to join me on this uh, RA trip? 
I said, there's, you know, 14 store closings. Let's go hit them. And so uh, he said, yeah. And so we used our, we used our Capital One Air Miles and uh, we flew from uh, Houston to Atlanta. Uh, we took off uh, three days of work, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we landed in uh, Atlanta Tuesday night and then uh, drove halfway from Atlanta to Greenville, South Carolina, spent the night at a hotel, got up early the next morning. Oh, I need to step back some more. So before, and because this is very big in our journey this year, I mean, we've exploded this year. I mean, we're probably on track to do close to 600,000 in sales this year. So when I found out about this, this closing, I was like, well, it would really be nice if I could like contact some people in the area in South and North Carolina that could maybe do some advanced shopping for us um, on this set of products and other stores that we knew would have product that we would like. And so I reached out to a guy that used to go to our church who now lives in, in South Carolina close to his uh, granddaughters and, or his, his daughters and grandkids. And uh, I said, hey, do you happen to know of anybody that would you know, want to shop for me? And I told him a little bit about it, what it was. And he's like, well, let me check. And so he, he gave me uh, the name of his daughter's father-in-law. And so this guy, you know, he's retired, him and his wife, probably late 60s. So I just, I reached out to him and I called him up and I told him, you know, what I was doing and, and planning and said, hey, would you be interested? Well, sure enough, he was. And so I was like, oh, this is exciting. So I gave him a bunch of uh, store buy lists and he did a lot of shopping, advanced shopping for us for like two weeks before we even got out there. Oh, so then, cool. Yeah. Okay. So then also I had another guy that I knew in North Carolina that used to go to our church. Him and his family moved out there. Um, they had some health issues with allergies and stuff. And so they moved into the North Carolina mountains. And they also wanted to work with uh, uh, a Christian ministry out there. But I happened to reach out to him just to see if he'd had a job yet. And sure enough, he didn't have one. And he was like more than appreciative to you know, join in on the opportunity. So I'm like, wow, we've got a two-pronged attack going before we even get there. So he was shopping for us in North Carolina. So anyway, we back into the story. We, my friend Ryan and I, we were in uh, halfway between Atlanta and Greenville Tuesday night. And the store closings that we were going to go to first were in uh, Greenville on Wednesday morning. So we hit those stores Wednesday morning. We hit all of them. And then we went to Charlotte, uh, to catch the ones that were closing in Charlotte, where we met up with our contact in North Carolina. And we had dinner together at a steak place. You know, I call it our victory dinner, you know, because we had a great <laughs> day, you know. And nice. It was great catching up with, with him. And we were also talking about strategy because, you know, my friend Ryan and I, we were going to be in the area until Saturday morning. And we were like, well, Roger, you know, the guy in North Carolina, can you still do some work for us while we're still sourcing Thursday and Friday. And he was like, yeah. So we were like, great. So we, you know, we leave dinner uh, Wednesday night and we drive to Myrtle Beach. We get to Myrtle Beach about, you know, two in the morning and we're just exhausted. And uh, we get up the next morning early. We hit the stores there in, in, in Myrtle Beach. We go down the coast of Carol South Carolina. We hit some more closeouts there. And then we um, head to uh, Columbia for some other store closings. And then we finally make it to Augusta, Georgia, Thursday night. And 
I'm telling you, this trip has gone amazing. It was like the best trip we've been on. We were finding product right and left. It was just incredible. What was the, give me the big picture numbers, like now that you've seen it all shake out. Well, I will give you those numbers, but I want to just give you the full story because I want to throw these numbers at you. Three, three, four, one. Those are the amount of hours of sleep we got in four days. Oh. <laughs> so Thursday wow. night when we're in Augusta, <laughs> Georgia, and we're unloading both of our Suburbans that are full of product, right. I quickly realize that we are in deep trouble. And what I mean by that is, is we've got so much product, we're not going to be able to get it ready. Because the whole plan was to Saturday morning, leave Greenville for South Georgia to drop it at a prep center and then drive back to Atlanta to fly home Saturday night. And Thursday night, I realized we're in trouble because we got our guy in North Carolina that has product. Plus, we've got to prep all this, or what I would call pre-prep it, because we had to get all the you know, the UPCs and the ASINs and put our costs into a spreadsheet to give it to the prep center and all this. And so I was like, we're in trouble. So I, I called up, you know, I guess it was Friday morning. I called up our guy in North Carolina and I said, Roger, listen, we're in trouble. Can you meet us in Greenville with the product that you have for us so we don't have to drive to Charlotte to pick it up from you? Can you meet us there in Greenville, help us prep the product? And, you know, of course we paid him for all of his time and effort and everything. And then I called a kid that uh, goes to our church who was at a college there in Greenville. And I asked him, hey, do you have time Friday night to help us prep this stuff. And he said, yes. And I was like, thank you, Lord. So Ryan and I make it from Augusta, Georgia to Greenville, South Carolina at 3 p.m. Friday night. And we unload our vehicles and we've got each over a thousand items easily. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We're nuts. (laughs) Yeah. We're an Airbnb and we've just got the house just piled full of stuff. It was amazing. Wow. And we've got boxes everywhere. And so we're each separating out our stuff. And, you know, I've been doing this for several years already. And this was Ryan's first out-of-state trip. And he had never done it before. He had never created a, a prep center Excel file list with all of his inventory. You know, and I explained to him what he had to do, but it was, you know, it was a lot of work. So it took us all night and into the morning to get this all done. And I told him, you know, it was like, I think it was like, it was four in the morning. And I was like, Ryan, I'm going to go lay down for an hour. And when I get up at five o'clock, I'm going to take a shower, get ready. And then we have to leave here at six o'clock because we had this time, like, like I said, a military operation. We had to leave Greenville no later than six, six fifteen in the morning to make it to South Georgia, to drop at the prep center and then make it back for our flight Saturday. Wow. So I, you know, I knew that going to bed for an hour was not going to be fun because I knew when I got up, I was going to feel like a train had hit me. I'd already, I was already feeling bad, obviously, you know, I'm short hours of sleep, but I got my hour of sleep. So I get up, take my shower, get ready, walk out into the living room. And I, before I told Ryan, before I went to bed, I told Ryan, I said, Ryan, you got to have all this stuff done because we got to leave at six. I walk into the living room and he's passed out on the couch, exhausted. And I walk over to him. I said, Ryan, Ryan, you got to get up, man. You got to get up. Oh, my goodness. So I had to like, you know, shake him up and wake him up. And he was just exhausted. And he still had inventory everywhere. And, you know, Ro- thankfully, Roger was still with us. And so he, he had gone to bed as well. But he got up and he helped us. And, you know, so 
we, you know, we hurry up and got the house, you know, cleaned up and boxes were everywhere. I got all the boxes out to the back, you know, trash can and everything. And, you know, Ryan got everything packed up into his car. We had a trailer hooked to the Suburban. I mean, it was intense, you know, and when we get it all loaded up, I mean, all three of us were just totally wasted. And I was like, we were out on the outside porch and I just said a quick word of prayer. I, you know, I, I just told God, I said, God, thank you for Roger. And thank you for um, how you've helped us on this trip. But God, we need your strength because we are at our total end of the line as far as strength. And so please keep us safe as we you know, make this trip to Georgia. And uh, so finished with my prayer. We, we got saddled up in the, in the Suburbans and, and took off. And uh, thankfully, we made it to uh, South Georgia with no problems. And uh, we didn't fall asleep on the way there. And, you know, it was an incredible trip. But we, we finally make it to the Atlanta airport. And like maybe an hour before we're there, and Ryan calls me. You know, he's behind me. And he calls me on the phone. I, he goes, can we pull over? And, and just sleep for 15 minutes. I said, Ryan, we can't. We've got to make it to the airport. We are on a time limit here. And so uh, we make it to the airport and we're, we're hauling all our stuff. And, you know, he's got, he just looked rough, you know, and uh, he's got a couple of supplies that we bought to, to bring to the prep center. And I was like, Ryan, what are you doing with that tape gun? We don't need that. He goes, well, you know, I, I spent, you know, 20 bucks on it. And I hate to throw it away. I said, Ryan, you just made $10,000. Who cares about the tape gun? And that's <laughs> what we made, Jim. We netted $10,000 each on that trip. Wow. Uh, it, was, so it was incredible. It was that you, you took off a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday yep. to hit it. You worked Saturday. Sunday, no, it was Sunday was your fly home day. No, we flew home Saturday night. Saturday night, we should, so you still had Sunday to recover before yeah. work Monday. Okay, Sunday, so four Sunday days. Sunday, I went to church, and I didn't fall asleep in the sermon. Dude, and you made it to church on the Sunday. Yeah. I wasn't going to ask and put you on the spot, but dude, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And, and, you, and, and you each made 10000 How'd you take care of your shoppers? I'm curious there, too. I bet some people are. Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. What we did, and, and this was great because, you know, our shoppers were obviously shopping for both of us. So my friend Ryan and I, we shared the expense of the shoppers. You know, we paid them hourly and we paid them their usage for gas and any expenses that they had. Beautiful. You know, whether, whether it was rental cars or whatever. And in, in both cases, what we were able to do, uh, I think with the uh, older gentleman, we just wrote him a check when we came and picked up the product at his house. And he was fine with that. And then uh, Roger, you know, we paid him. Uh, we just, you know, ACH to money or, or did a, you know, PayPal. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and but he, it, was hour, it was hourly and expenses basically. Right. Yeah. Hourly and expenses. And uh, he was just, he was really appreciative and, and obviously it just made us feel good to be able to help him, you know, because he didn't have a job and, you know, he went to our church, so we knew him. And, yeah. and so, you know, that was just exciting. And, and stepping back to the plane ride home, this was really funny. So, I'm sitting down in, in my seat in the airplane and this lady uh, sits next to me and I happen to notice her tennis shoes and they had, they were all white and they had like these really cool looking red hearts on them. And I was like, I bet you she got these off of Amazon. So I just started talking with her. I said, you know, Hey, I, I noticed your shoes. Did you get those from Amazon? And she was like, Oh yeah, yeah, we did. I, we, I did. 
I said, do you happen to shop a lot on Amazon? And so I engaged her in a, in a conversation about Amazon. Come to find out she owns a small business and she goes back and forth to Columbia. I guess she has like a jewelry uh, uh, store or a pagoda type stand in one of the, the top malls here in Houston. So I, you know, I started talking to her about her business and about Amazon and, you know, just trying to see if there's maybe some way I could help her, you know, and, but, you know, we, our conversation ended and, you know, right when the uh, flight attendant was getting ready to give their, you know, their safety speech. And the next thing I remember, Jim, was a big, like, bump. And that was me landing in Houston. You I slept asleep. <laughs> I slept the whole way. <laughs> that's great. What a great week. What a great story. Like, that's true retail arbitrage warrior right there, man. Yes. Uh, it was exciting. For listeners who don't know, uh, a prep center, that's someone who sends the product into Amazon for you, put your labels on it, that sort of thing. I mean, you still got to document and catalog what it is you're sending them, which is the pre-prep work that you guys did. But then you had a, we've got many prep centers in our community all over the world at this point. I was talking to one of our prep partners in Australia today. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to do all the, the heavy lifting and shipping. In, but I, man, I just love that. That's such a great story. And if you were so inclined maybe if you were single or traveling with your wife or retired and able to travel with your spouse, that kind of thing, you could do that every, what, every couple of weeks and just go out. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, those opportunities are everywhere. Absolutely. So, you know, after that trip, I was like, that really went well. And it was really good having, you know, our friend Roger shop for us. And so I reached back out to him probably a couple of weeks after we got back after that initial trip. And I, and I said, you know, Hey, would you be willing to shop for me? And, you know, I'll, I'll provide you, you know, stores and, and the things that you need to buy. And so he, he agreed to it. And so he shopped for me personally and, you know, we, I've engaged him in more work and, and he actually drove product down to the prep center for us, which was like incredible because I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to spend the time myself to go get it from him. He just did it. And so in this journey, you know, some of the things that I've just really learned how to manage or, or try to manage obviously is like fear, time, risk, capital. I mean, all those things. And so it was like with him being able to do these sh- this shopping for me and dropping at a prep center, it was just like a light bulb moment. And so I've engaged him this whole year shopping for me, which has helped immensely in our business. And then also um, my pastor's daughter, you know, she just graduated from high school. She's going to be doing a gap year before she goes to college and she needed work. And so I reached out to her and she started, you know, doing uh, buy store lists, you know, here in the Houston area. And I was like, well, I need to get her trained on how to use the Amazon app and, and how to use Scoutify, which is another you know, app that's with a, a product called Inventory Lab. And so I've trained her how to make buy decisions. And so she is a month and a half trained on how to use the Amazon app. And now I don't just have to give her a buy list. I can say, okay, here's your store list. Go get all this product plus find other product for me. So that's been exciting as well. Beautiful. Are you, are you paying her uh any differently than the other, like our, now that she's sourcing product for you that you may not yeah. have encountered yourself? Is there any kind of like bonus structure or anything involved? Or Well, yeah. I just, I have her on an hourly pay and I'm also paying uh, for her gas and expenses as well. Now I've also utilized, uh, you know, teenagers from my church to help us prep shipments here in Houston when we prep. 
and I pay them a, a different rate than I pay my my sorcerers. I pay my sorcerers more than my prep people. Yeah. Um, but she's just she is such a hard worker, and she just loves it. And that's again, awesome. that has just been helpful to me and my wife because it's allowed us to expand, and our numbers have have shown that. And my wow. wife also has has stepped out of her comfort zone this year. I, I, I'm so proud of her. I mean, you know, she, before this year, you know, she would go on driveaway trips, you know, like to Dallas or San Antonio, you know, overnight trips and, and buy trips. And she can use the apps and she's not as strong as she wants to be on that, but she can get by with it. But this year, Jim, she has taken flyaway trips on her own, which is huge for her. Wow. And to give you... She's flown to Atlanta by herself, which I was like so proud of her. And she was so nervous, but we had flown it together. And I, I, you know, said, here's the layout. Here's how it works. You can do this. And so in April of this year, she flew out. It was it actually it was the week of Easter. She flew out the beginning of that week and hit stores in Atlanta and up through Tennessee. And then, of course, I had Good Friday off from my corporate job. I flew out can't remember. I think I took off Thursday. So I had Thursday, Friday. I flew out Thursday, I think, or, or Wednesday night. I don't remember. And I flew out there. And of course, we met up at an Airbnb because I went my separate way and I sourced for you know a day and a half before we met up on uh, Friday. And then we drove it down to the same prep center Saturday and flew home Saturday night and home for church Sunday. You know, And so being able to do these trips it just sort of expands your operation and, you know, think of it like a forward operating base. You know, now I can go to the Midwest, I can go to the Southeast, I can go to the Northeast. And, you know, when you have a prep center that you can work with and these relationships that you build, I know that's one of the big things that, that you talk about, which I totally agree with. It's just such a wonderful opportunity to meet these people and how they're able to help you in your business. Man, that that's awesome, and and I just envision that it, this model that you're creating at some point, you could have teams all over the country and bases all over the place, and and you're just kind of spending your time training and educating your team on how to do this. That and that's how you go from having a few thousand dollars a month to having a very serious large operation, and it's all scalable. Everything we're talking about is scalable. I, I think that's the, one of the things that I like about this interview so far is. I think it's going to get the wheel spinning for what's possible for, for maybe people who are thinking kind of small about all of this, uh, that it's, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's an limiter, my time, my activity. No, this thing can scale and you can have a team. I saw a statistic. It's in 2018, Amazon sellers employed close to a million people to help support their businesses. That's not Amazon. There's about a million people selling on Amazon globally. I think that's a global number they employ on average one person to help them. Now, obviously some people employ 50 and other people employ zero, but there's a million jobs that have been created already. In 2018 alone, there were a million people close to it. So this is a serious opportunity that's getting some serious attention from, from people. So yeah, good, good job, man. Congratulations. Right, yeah. and, and, and again, when you talk about being able to hire someone, it's an amazing feeling. I remember the first time we had our, our first prep party and I, I had like maybe three or four kids over from church. And after that, you know, it was on a Saturday. and I think we probably, you know, worked like a, a six to eight hour day. 
And, you know, we had a ton of stuff. So obviously it was great to have them to help. And that was a big moment for us as well, because I had been doing that all myself for a year. And I was like, something's got to give here. And so that's what has happened along this journey is you have to realize that if you're going to get big and you're going to want to accomplish what you want to accomplish, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone and you're going to have to go big and you're going to have to make decisions that you may not really be comfortable with at first, but you have to do it. And so, you know, I remember paying those guys the first time and I almost I almost broke down afterwards because it was such a powerful feeling to be able to do that, you know? And so we've had that continually for the past year, you know, and I, I talked to one kid, you know, I was taking him home and, you know, I said, Hey, what, you, you know, what you're going to do with your, your funds? And he goes, oh, I'm saving it up for, you know, summer church camp this summer. And I was like, Oh, that's incredible. That's great. You know? And so that's just been really exciting. And then, you know, with, with our guy in North Carolina, you know, with Roger, I know he's looking for full-time employment. So I know that at some point, you know, his services may go away, but let me just share with you another, I would call this just the working of God that I've seen in my business. And, you know, all of these things that I'm getting ready to share with you are not just circumstance. I believe they're God speaking to me and telling me to trust him more. And so I'll just share briefly with you. So when I had mentioned earlier that Roger was making a drop for me in North Carolina or in Georgia after he sourced in North Carolina, he was on his way home. And I didn't know about this until like a few days later, he was on his way home and he gets a phone call from a friend who said, Hey, uh, can you come up to Delaware and help me in this uh, court case? And Roger has a background in audio visual and computer work and stuff. And this, this lawyer needed him to run some computers and the, you know, the presentation materials for the, you know, the sound and whatnot on this case. And he was like, yeah, I'll go. And so he goes, well, I guess, so this was probably like on Saturday. So on Monday morning, I just happened to call Roger. In fact, I called him from my bed. I woke up in the morning getting ready for work. And I just happened to call him. I said, you know, just to see if he made it home safe and everything, just to check in on him. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, I made it home. I didn't make it home. I'm in Delaware. And I said, what are you doing in Delaware? And he told me. And then I was like, you're in Delaware. I said, how long is this case? He goes, well, it should possibly end by Thursday. I said, oh, really? I said, could you possibly source the East Coast for me when you're done with this trial? And he was like, yeah. Because, (laughs) and it was like his flight home would be covered, you know, obviously on the the lawyer's dime, not mine. So all I had to cover was his rental car and his time. So he was done Thursday and he sourced up the East Coast for me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, dropped it at a prep center in Syracuse, New York, and flew home from Rochester. And, you know, I was like, this is incredible. So that's not, that was not just happenstance. I mean, first it blew me away that he picked up this extra job, just happened to pick it up in Delaware. Plus it was extra pay for him. And then I was able to utilize him because he was already there and he was able to hit some stores for me on the East coast that I had been thinking about going to, but of course I didn't have the time, you right, know, right. I, I use my vacation time for these, you know, out of town source trips. And of course I source Houston, but you know, I like to go on these out of town trips because they can be you know, lucrative. Absolutely. But I didn't have to worry about that. He was able to do it for me. 
That's phenomenal. Yeah, just like those divine appointments, right? People, right time. And, and we've experienced that numerous times in our business as well. And, um, and I, I believe it, I call them divine appointments. There's no other explanation. It's the perfect person at the perfect time in the perfect place. And like only right. God could orchestrate that. It's, a, it's an incredible right. thing when it happens. And it happens frequently for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. It does. 17 you know, years of it is you yeah. know, story after story. But I, you know, I, I'm a little and I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of the listener right now. And I might be asking, well, here first, I just want to make something clear to the listeners. You know, uh, we've talked, Eric's mentioned prep centers several times. There's prep centers all over the country. We've got a network in the Proven Amazon course. We've actually got a list. There's a bunch of them. So you have a partner pretty close to wherever you find yourself at some point. And you could hire shoppers and have them deliver. You know, I'm even envisioning, Eric, at some point, these services like you know Uber and some of the other driving services and shopping services where you could just hire them, pay them for their time. And like, hey, I need you to drive your entire city, hit this store for this item. That's a good a- idea. Right? Take it to the prep center. Here's the address. And you know, so the model you're talking about no longer relies on, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy, but like, you know, Uber would offer that. I think we're heading towards that. That we're yeah. not far from that. There's probably somebody who's already out there figuring that out right now as we speak. Um, yeah. but these prep centers are a beautiful resource. But the thing I want to hear from you, and I think listeners are asking themselves, a lot of them right now would be, so how do you find the stores without giving away your niche or creating any competitors for yourself? You know, Give us some tips. Like you mentioned store closings. Should we be paying extra special attention to those? Is that, would that be something you'd share? Or, you know, what tip I would say, for us? yeah. I would say that you really need to pay attention to store closings because they're gold. They're absolute gold. And I'll give you some examples. You know, how I mentioned to you, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, how, you know, I ran into Gander Mountain. Well, just go out to Google and Google retail apocalypse. (laughs) And you're going to come up with total lists of store after store after store that either has gone out of business or is closing a certain amount of store base of their, you know, their chain. And that has sort of been one of our main segments of our business is store closings. It's not been all. I mean, obviously, you know, we've gotten into, you know, just regular stores and just grinding it out on the scanning type of thing as well. But store closings have been big. And so I've just done a lot of Google searches of different chains that I'm familiar with. And, I, you know, you also can find various uh, segments of, let's say, categories where you can, you know, join that uh, group and and try to find out when they share news of store closings and whatnot, you know. And obviously, everybody probably knows about the Babies R Us, Toys R Us last year. That was a big one as well. I utilized, you know, I, I went to a lot of those uh, closings as well. And then I guess I would say I have an anchor anchor store. I'll call it an anchor store, which is my like top supplier and my top profit. And they have several uh, chains throughout the U.S. or several stores throughout the U.S. Uh, they don't ship. So, but they do let you, you can research their website and you can find profitable items on their website and you can reserve that product ahead of time and they'll hold it for you for several days. So if you're able to do advanced scouting on websites and you know, know that there's profitable stuff there, you can sort of gauge your profit potential before you even, you know, either lift off or drive off. Because you obviously, 
when you do these trips, you got to make sure that you're profitable, obviously. And you've got to also, you got to be able to turn on a dime. And you've also got to have a backup plan because if something's not going right, you got to be able to pivot and go to the next, you know, the next, you know, opportunity. And so that's sort of how I've planned my trips and my strategy for store closings. You know, I'll keep an eye out on the web for different stores and, you know, I'll call them up and ask them, Hey, what's your percent right now? What are you percent off? And you just keep tracking that. Yeah. And, do, you, uh, do you ever negotiate that? Like, Hey, I'm going to come in and make a big order and then you negotiate a better discount. Not usually ahead of time. There have been times where, you know, when I have gone into a store and I have negotiated and I would say, you know, to the listeners, don't be afraid to do that because you never know what you can find out. In fact, for example, just uh, last month I was in a, a grocery store and I was just looking at their clearance and they had like, you know, a hundred of a certain product and, you know, they were 50% off and that's, it was a decent, but I also noticed there was a lot of competition on the listing. And I was like, Hey, you know, if I bought 50 of these, could you give it to me for this price? And the store manager looked at it and he looked at his level of stock at the, on the clearance shelf. And I'm telling you, it was like the biggest clearance section I'd ever seen in a grocery store that was non closing. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do that. So I I cleared 50 of it, you know, at a, at an even more discounted price. And so the only tip I'd give you there is make him name a price next time, but well done, man. Always ask for a discount, right? But make the other guy name the price first. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. That's beautiful. So you, you end up, did you snag all of them or just grab 50 of them? You know, I grabbed 50 of them. Um, you know, when I was looking through the quality of it, you know, some of them were a little... Sure. Little you off. grabbed the good ones. <laughs> I grabbed the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So but I mean, this, this has just been an incredible rush. I mean, it's just incredible, Jim. I mean, I, I love it. And, you know, with my, my data analysis background, it's just like, so you're telling me I can just scan a product and look at Keepa and see if it's selling good or not and if it's a profit and that's all I got to do. Yep. Uh, now, that's not all you got to do, but that's for sure. my vantage point. I just watched a YouTube video on Keepa and I was like, good to go. And I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is everything we've talked about is one or two of a few dozen different strategies that, you know, as your business grows and as you free up all that time from your corporate which I, that's going to be my next question for you, Eric, is how close are you and how nervous are you? And what's that line look like, you know, for you guys making that leap? You know, I want to yeah. hear how close you are, but man, once your time is freed up and you can truly build systems and uh, watch this thing grow. And I want, I have one other challenge too, that popped in my head for the listeners, Just something that you said about you're always in growth mode, always looking to expand out and you have to be. There's no such thing as a business at Amazon or any other kind of business model you'll ever encounter where you can say, okay, here's the level of success I want. I want an extra $1,000 a month. I don't want to grow. I never want it to shrink. I want it right here. That's what I need. There's no such thing. It does not exist. Your business is either going to be growing or it's going to be fading. And that's based on your effort and energy and creativity, building your team, and what makes it grow is your leadership abilities, whether you realize it or not. And Eric's story reflects that. And your story today, Eric, reflects your ability to lead, make connections. It's like, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy. We used to go to church with a guy. This network, this ever-expanding network of people that you know and trust, that's your capacity to succeed, to lead, to grow. 
And that's why from our worldview, I know you, you share a, a belief in a biblical worldview, and that's why God created business was to activate those networks, these mutually beneficial interactions. So you can pay a kid the money he needs. You give him some pizza, come over, hang out with his buddies, peel some stickers, make some money. Relationships are formed. That's why God gave us business. That's what it's supposed to look like. And that good feeling that you had, man, it's one thing to just give a kid 50 bucks so he can go to church camp. It's another thing entirely to pay him a couple hundred bucks because he worked hard for a few days for you he earned it. He has ownership of that experience. There's a new connection there. You may right. end up hiring him full-time two years from now, right? Right, exactly. Uh, that's an entirely so, different thing. Yeah, and, and what you were saying about, you know, getting towards, you know, asking me about the corporate question and whatnot, you know, I would just say and echo what you said is, you know, you're not going to get big playing small, okay? And you've got to go big. And I remember a podcast that you, that, where you said, you know, if you aren't growing, you're dying. And that is so true. And for me, you know, in my life, you know, I tried the stock market thing to make extra money for the family. That failed miserably. I missed the internet bubble on the way up. I missed it on the way down. I missed the housing bubble on the way up. I missed it on the way down. But here's one thing I know for sure. I'm on the Amazon train all the way. And so when I realized that and found this opportunity and saw it working, I was like, okay, what do you have to do to be able to do this full time? Okay. And I shared with you that, you know, my profit percent is 15% of my sales. My, you know, my net profit, that's after all my expense, after my labor, after my taxes and everything, you know, and at first I, I, I thought to myself, and that's a lot of work for only 15%, but then I realized, okay, I know of no other way to have a business to be able to quickly and easily pay off all of your, you know, debts. Whether it's car payments, uh, you know, you know, my son, I have a portion of his college note, and he has a portion. Well, the goal for this year is to wipe out the car that I just had to pay in de- December, and to wipe out his fifty thousand dollar college note. That's going to happen this year, God willing, because we're projected to do probably 600,000 in sales this year. So, you know, I had to look at it and be honest with myself. And I was like, okay, if I'm making 15% on my, you know, sales, I've got to hit a million in sales before I can even think about quitting my corporate job. And so my, my goal first is to knock out those two pieces of, of debt. And then that would just leave the mortgage. If I didn't have my mortgage, Jim, I would quit right now. <laughs> it would, no question whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I also know that if I could be full time doing this, I know that I could hit a million in sales. No question. Or more. No and, question. And, you know, I'm not in this to just go for a million in sales. Right. I want to do three to five. Yeah, which is very, very doable with the model. But once you start scaling and start investigating some of the other models, you know, your time has been crunched. You haven't had a whole lot of sit down, learn a new strategy time. But if this were a coaching call, I'd be like, oh, buddy, you need to ramp up your bundles, get some of those 60 and 200% margin bundles going. And I know you do some bundling, but man, there's gold there. Multi-packs, replenishable strategies, which we have some podcast episodes coming up on replenishables. Now that you're starting to dive into Keepa, 
I saw that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I mean, once you have some time to do, and that's just retail sourcing. There's private label opportunities. You dive into your data. You've got a lot of data now. And I guarantee you there's 10 or 20 private label opportunities that you could dive into based on the keywords data that you've generated with all these sales. There's going to be some private label stuff in there. Uh, wholesale opportunities, which I know you've played with, but we've got guys building multi-million dollar businesses just with wholesale. Right. Um, the proven product right. partnering, which you and I have talked about before, where you're helping other businesses get set up, selling their brands. That's huge. So as your time gets freed up, man, you're going to have a blast leaping into full yeah, time. That's what, I, that's what I'm excited about. And, and you know the way I found you know, the way I found your community back in, in uh, April of 18, and that's when I found your, your podcast. You know, I, I'm sure you've probably seen, you know, this little document that's floated around somewhere. I don't know where it came from. It's basically like a triangle where, you know, it lists out, okay, you can sell stuff from your house. Then you can sell stuff from thrift stores. Then RA, OA, wholesale, and then private label at the top of the, the triangle. So, you know, when I found that, when I first started, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to learn all these different segments. But then when I found your community, I was like, okay, there's a whole lot more than just those segments. Okay. You've got, you know, the proven audience formula, you've got, you know, helping businesses, you know, you've got these side segments like the replans. And so I was glad that I found your community because, you know, I was at a point where I was almost a year in where I needed to like, okay, I've drank the milk. I need to eat some more meat now. You know, I need to get, I need some, get more muscle. And so I realized that I've got to get more segments of, uh, business under, under me than just RA. And, you know, I have dipped into wholesale more this year. You know, there's a guy that, uh, a guy from my church introduced me to who had a couple of, uh, health food stores here in Houston. And, and he was having some challenges with his business and, could have been, you know, Amazon related as far as, you know, putting the the hurt on his business. But, you know, I developed a relationship with him. He has since had to close his business, but he had an Amazon account and he did Merchant Fulfill. Well, we developed a relationship and now I'm able to like help him, you know, do FBA. And so he's doing FBA and he still has his wholesale uh, accounts. And so we are both ordering wholesale products together where I'm able to do the analysis because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that he doesn't have that skill yet but yeah. I've able to help him and so you know I'm pulling in wholesale opportunities now as well but that's why I'm glad I found your you know your community just because there's there's a whole lot more to this than just those particular segments yeah there's always more to learn but that's what I love about this business journey with Amazon specifically is with a couple hours of information, you can go out and start kind of goofing off. And then that's the beginning of a journey where opportunity leads to opportunity leads to, you know, and all of a sudden one day, and I've been doing this 17 years, you'll get an email from somebody and it's a game. It's like, why didn't I think of that? That's a whole new universe of opportunity. And the reason that is, is because, you know, the, the big picture, if we're just step back and look at the big picture of what's going on here in e-commerce in general, and I quote this statistic all the time, but it, it's got to be drilled in our heads. Only 10% of retail in the United States is online. Amazon has about half of that and all the other websites have the other half, but it only represents 10% of retail spending in the United States. 
90% of retail spending by consumers is offline, traditional brick and mortar. As much as we hear about store closings and the retail apocalypse, that's still 90%, of retail spending. Now, it's not going to be 90% for long. It, that number is going to shrink and our little 10% piece of the pie that you and I are playing in is going to grow and grow and grow. But you're not too late. This is the beginning of a revolution of a new way that people are spending their money online. So now's the time to get in is a part of the lesson. And the fact that we're these pioneers that have already, you know, hitched our horses to our wagons and headed west into this frontier and we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah, we've got an advantage, but we're not all that far ahead of anybody else who wants to get started either. As as you're experiencing, this, this isn't a complicated business model. The opportunity is there for those who want it. Would you, would you agree with those statements and sentiments? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the opportunity is massive. And it's just been an incredible journey because I've learned so much about, you know, brands and products. And, you know, Jim, I'm a guy. I wasn't a shopper. I didn't want to, I never went to stores. I could care less about shopping. Now I can't wait to shop. I can't wait to see products. And I learned so much about brands and products and now I can like look at things and know, okay, yeah, that's going to work. I don't, even, I don't even have to scan it because I know it's good or whatever. But, you know, you, you learn so much and you're always learning. And I have a lot more to learn. You know, like I said, I mean, I, I want to get this to three to five million for myself. So I have a lot I need to learn. I have a lot of areas that I need to grow in. And, you know, I've just sort of, I don't know if I'd call it backing into it, but I mean, obviously with bringing in the shoppers that we've had this year, it just sort of has happened and, you know, it's just, you know, worked out. And uh, so I'm just really excited about it. You know, I want to eventually do some things overseas. I happen to call uh, a missionary that, that our church supports and I just did this out of the blue. I was like, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm not going to say his name, but you know, I called him up. In fact, I called him up on New Year's Day this year. And I told him, you know, what I was doing and the side business that I had. And I said, just by chance, do you happen to do anything in in that country or or know of anything? And he said, Eric, you're not going to believe this. But part of my cover of being here is under a business type cover, where I could help business people come into this country and help source product. And I was like blown away when I had that conversation with him. I was like, man, that would be great to be able to work with him and and help him and his mission and, and sort of have just a bigger vision of, you know, what is possible. And that's the thing. This isn't just a local or a country opportunity. This is worldwide. And that's just what's been blowing me away as I think about the opportunity. Yeah. I've had conversations. Uh, you know, there are places in this world where it's illegal to go in as a Christian missionary for the intent of, you know, they won't let any missionaries in from any religion. It's illegal, but they'll let anybody in to start a business. So a lot of churches and ministries are saying, hey, let, let's rise up, you know, business people and send them in as business people to set up profitable businesses. And oh yeah, while you're there, let's share, in, in our case, the Christian gospel. And that is becoming a new and exciting model that's popping up everywhere. And yeah, these I've had conversations with missionaries, you know, and, and China specifically is one that comes to mind where there's some very unique products and interesting 
items that could probably sell very well in the process of setting up those relationships. Yeah, this is a global opportunity, the connections and the relationships and the ministry that it, it enables to happen. And it's just an exciting time to be. I really feel like we're on the cutting edge of, and it sounds like hyperbole and like you're trying to talk bigger than it really is, but I can't imagine what opportunity out there is bigger than what we're sitting on. As far as global trends and global opportunity, how big this is getting, how quickly it's growing, it's the facts and evidence are right there for whoever wants to investigate it. This is an explosive growth opportunity, unlike anything entrepreneurs have ever seen before. And right. here we are sitting on the cutting edge of this great wave uh, that's rolling. So and yeah. congratulations on your success. And I think you've, you've almost certainly inspired many, many people today with your story thinking, hey, I, I could do that. This guy's working full time and taking these trips and making this happen and you know, selling $600,000, even though he's got all this other stuff going on. I think you've inspired a lot of folks today. But I want to give you an opportunity, Eric, too. If there's any last tips or strategies or anything else you were hoping to get to and share, this is kind of the chance to, before we land the plane, sure. man, you know, yeah. fill us in on what else you got on your mind. Right. And I, I will share that because, and I mentioned this to you before uh, we, we started, you know, this past month and a half has been a little challenging for me personally with some things that have come up. And I would just say out there to, you know, especially to the people that are just getting started or the people that are maybe just a year or two in, you know, and, and this would be for everybody, but, you know, when you're first in it and you're trying to, you know, get to the level that you want to be at, you know, things can happen that are unexpected that just can knock you for a loop. You have to be able to manage those things that happen in the right way and be able to like brush them off of your arm. Okay. And, and they're probably painful. Okay. I could go into numerous things. I mean, whether it's, you know, challenges, you know, in dealing with Amazon, whether it's listing suspensions or, or, you know, returns or, or whatever, but just to share with you a story that that just again solidifies my my faith and what God has been trying to tell me the past month. So, the end of May, my wife's uh, air conditioning went out in her car. We had to get that fixed. Then the air conditioning went out in my daughter's vehicle. We had to get that fixed. Our sprinkler system in our yard went out. We had to get that fixed. Then the capper was a couple of weeks ago. I come home from work on a Tuesday and my wife says, uh, honey, the air conditioning is out in the upstairs of the house <laughs> and we're in Houston. So it's pretty hot. So we contacted a, an air conditioning guy to come out and he came out thankfully the next morning early. And he said, let me try to put some free on in it to see if that'll, that'll fix it. He puts the free on in, comes back and tells us it's blowing out the other side of your evaporator or whatever. He said, we could try to patch that. It's going to be several hundred dollars and more than likely it's going to fail. Your unit's 23 years old. You need a new one. And I said, okay, well, how much is that going to cost? And he said about five grand. And I was like thrown for a loop because that was not part of my mission, Jim. You know, my mission is all of my business funds is to, you know, pay off those two segments of, of debt by the end of this year. And so I was like, oh my goodness, God, why is this happening? Why are you letting this happen? And, you know, so he leaves Wednesday morning. I, I said, we'll be back in contact with you. You know, my wife and I are talking, I'm getting ready for work. You know, I'm, I'm trying to pull it together mentally. And I finally leave the house. You know, I'm, I'm a little dejected, of course. And, 
you know, I'm driving to work and I just happen to swipe down on my phone, you know, check my Amazon stats. And somebody, when I, when I pulled my Amazon app down, I saw that somebody bought like 40 items from me of one SKU at one time just then. And that was like a three to $500 profit in one split second. And that was like God telling me, Eric, I've got this. I've got you. Trust me. Now, that's not the end, Jim. So I told my wife that night, I said, honey, I'm going to have to go on a source trip to Louisiana. There's a store closing. You know, I have no choice now because we committed. We, we're getting this air conditioning unit put in. It's going to cost $5,000. You know, thankfully, my Amazon, you know, payment was coming on Thursday, which was like about 14000 So we had the funds, you know, but, you know, obviously that was not where I wanted that money to go. So, you know, I said, honey, I'm going to Louisiana after I get off work Friday. So I called this store just to find out, you know, when they're closing, what their hours were. And I find out that the store is closing the following Monday or Tuesday, which then told me I know that their percentage offs are going to be prime. And I said, hey, by the way, uh, what's your percent off right now? And they said, 75%. I said, what time do you close? And they said, eight o'clock. And I said, okay. So I, I Googled, you know, Houston to Lake Charles. All right. I got to leave the office no later than four today. So I got out of there at four. I drove to that store closing. I made it there by 730. And Jim, I filled a cart. I filled a cart full of stuff. And when I got out of that store, I picked up the phone and I called Ryan and I said, Ryan, you need to be here tomorrow morning at eight o'clock because I left stuff on the bone for him. And then I also said, if you can come, I'm going to also leave the other stores that I was going to check out that, you know, have clearance, regular clearance opportunities. I'll leave these stores for you. Can you make it? And he was like, yeah, I'll be there. I said, okay, great. Get out here. Make sure you're here at eight o'clock. And then I drove on to Baton Rouge. And I sourced all day in Baton Rouge and on my way home. And Jim, I get home and we do the batch prep. And guess how much the profit was on that batch? Five, uh, was that a $5,000 trip? <laughs> yes, sir. $5,000. And that was like, that blew me away. And that was like mm. God saying, Eric, you need to trust me mm. fully. I'm in control and I will take care of you. And so that's what that's I would beautiful. say to people out there that have a, a biblical worldview is that trust God, pray for strength, but you've also got to be able to deal with the stuff that comes up because there's going to be stuff that comes up, whether it's, you know, things in life such as this, or whether it's, you know, business related that can throw you for a loop and take you off track. And you just got to, and I'm preaching to myself because I've got a lot of learning and growing to do in that area. But, you know, it was just a real strong moment for me just to realize, you know, God is in control and just trust him for, for help. I'd love it. And, and story after story like that in my own life, I, I remember one time I was obedient with $5,000, another $5,000 story. In this case, it was money that I felt like God was telling me I needed to give to somebody. And I thought God and I had already worked out that it wasn't that big a deal, but I was continually prompted and I, I did, I gave it away. And I didn't realize the significance of the, the following 30 days, but $50,000 rolled into my business that I wasn't expecting. I didn't do anything. 
it just like fell from the sky, basically. What, what happened was a competitor launched a product that competed with something that we already had. But then the buzz on the internet was, hey, gym stuff is better than that new stuff. And this, without me doing anything, just kind of the internet took care of and poof, $50,000. And I was doing the math and adding it up. And I was like, wow, we, we made $50,000 more than I was expecting last month. That was awesome. I'm like, wait a second. I gave that five out of obedience five weeks ago. Here we are. This month, right. $50,000. But that's just how, you know, when we walk in obedience and, we, and you know, and we're not going to dive into this subject, but for those who aren't familiar with the topic of tithing, I swear by it. Basically, tithing means tenth. So anytime God gives you anything, instantly, a tenth of it, you give right back and he lets you keep 90. And that 90 is now blessed. It's a biblical concept. And I've even seen, I've seen secular business books written about it. Uh, what was his name? I think Joe Vital wrote a book about it. Didn't make one biblical reference to it. But he's like, hey, you got to give away at least 10% of everything that comes into your life. There's this, yeah. you know, they call it this mystical, magical, universal truth or whatever they want to call it. I call it a biblical truth, but it works, man. If you, if you put God in charge of your money and say, hey, here's 10%, thank you so much. That other 90 will go way further than you ever imagined and it will grow way faster than you ever thought it could. Right. So, you know, that, that's a practice that my wife and I have done, you know, since we've been married, there was one year we didn't do it. And dude, that was, we paid a price <laughs> We're back to it since then. And, uh, man, uh, it, I, it's, it's just a biblical truth. It's, it's as much of a truth of the, how the world works as gravity in my worldview, as mm-hmm. much as a predictable truth as, as any other physical, you know, law of physics, but right. And I, and I love, I love that giving, you shared that with us. Thank you. Yeah. And speaking about giving, you know, also in, in doing this and, and sort of you've, you've mentioned this a lot is gratitude. And I can't tell you how much gratitude I have felt in doing this work. It's just been amazing. Like it's just been, you know, I, I had a, a guy that I was shopping for me briefly in, in Arizona and he ran across some financial hard times. And, you know, I said, Hey, just take, you know, that $500 that you're going to use for inventory, use it for what you need it for. You can work it off. And so he did. And, and that was just a way that I was able to help him. And, you know, one time I was in a grocery store and, and, uh, you know, I was getting ready to check out and, and there were like two store closings that day. And, you know, I, I had like two or three full cartfuls of stuff and I'm in line getting ready to check out. And I can't believe the day that I've just had. And the lady in front of me, you know, I could see she was fumbling around, you know, to pay and then her card declined. And, and then she was like, you know, not knowing what she's going to do. And I just, I stepped in and I said, Hey, let me pay for this for you. And I blessed her. And, and so there's all kinds of different things that are going to happen along this journey where you're going to be able to bless someone and help someone. So it's just, it's just been great. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And one of the laws of, of being a giver is you don't wait until you have resources to give. Some of you may think, well, yeah, if I made the money that Jim makes or if I'd have the, the day that Eric had, I, yeah, I'd be generous too. No, you wouldn't. If you're not generous right now, you never will be. So whatever you have, there's people who have less than you, take chances to be generous. And, and I like to be generous. And I think biblical generosity is when you give to someone who wasn't expecting it. You don't know anything to anybody that runs up to you and puts their hand in your face and says, I, I, I need, I need, give me. You don't know that person anything. 
But the person who is just obviously could use a break, they're not sitting there begging for everyone that walks by them, but they're in a situation where, and they could use a break. And you can tell those are my favorite chances to give because you can really change someone's day, change their week, change their life, potentially start a relationship. Um, yeah. So, man, all kinds of other stories we could dive into, man, but we're kind of bumping up against one of the longer episodes we've ever done. So I want to, maybe we need to have you back once you jump full time, man, and, and can tell That'd us your $5 million story. How's that sound? That would be great. That's my goal. Beautiful, man. Well, that we'll call that goal number one. And after that, who knows? Sky's the limit, dude. Well, Eric, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. And for the listeners today, I hope you enjoyed this as much as Eric and I did, man, because this is just two guys encouraging each other and listening, swapping stories and hanging out. But uh, from the feedback we get from so many listeners around the world, it blows me away. People all over the world listening to this podcast, this is striking a chord with a lot of people. And the word is spreading that this is a positive, energetic, creative how to grow a business at podcast. Yes. How to use the internet creatively. Yes. But there's something spiritual happening here too. And that's resonating with a lot of folks as well. So thank you for listening and hanging out with us today. And uh, just thank you, Eric, man. It was awesome. And hoping to see you. Are you coming to our event in September? Um, I'm not sure yet. I've been looking into that, but I, I haven't made a decision yet. We're going to have to talk, man. We got to get you there because there's going to be people coming up and giving you a handshake and a hug for this episode, dude. We got to get you guys there. But uh, make it a sourcing Thanks trip. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Find some store closings in central Illinois, man. And just come on up, man. There you but, go. Uh, there you go. For the listeners who, who haven't registered yet, man, jump in and, and uh, join us September 11th through 13th if, if that date hasn't passed us yet, 2019. Because uh, we got listeners listening to all kinds of our episodes maybe recorded, but thank you for hanging out with Eric and I today. God bless all the business building warriors who did so. We'll have more episodes for you very soon, as you know, and that we're honored that you spent some time with us today. We'll be back very soon with more good stuff for you. God bless. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.